seats. How are we all doing? Doing good. Can you believe it's February 2019? First Sunday of February, so it's just a great honor to be here uh, with you this morning. I especially want to honor uh, your location pastors, Pastor Sam and Caroline and all the team uh, for the great job that you're doing out here on the peninsula. And I have no doubt 2019 is going to be our greatest year yet. And so I want to thank you in advance for the part that you are going to play in extending and broadening the kingdom of God, because that's our responsibility. And so it's a great honor to be here today. At the outset of every year, I like to just to seek God, just wait on God uh, for a promise that he might have me to hang on to for myself individually, for my family, and also for us as a church corporately. And uh, New Year's Eve, I was just sitting and just reflecting on the year that had been and uh, excited about the year to, to start. And I just felt like Psalm 90 just came into my heart and mind. And as I considered the, the passages in Psalm 90, is that verse 17 just jumped out at me, and it says this. It says, let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us. Let the favor of God be upon us. For everything God has for us to accomplish this year, there is one thing we need. We need the favor of God to outwork everything he has in plan for us this year. So the psalm is saying, let the favor of God be upon us. And then he goes on and says, oh God, and that you would bless the work of our hands. You would prosper the work of our hands. He doesn't say it once. He says it another time. He says, and oh, prosper the work of our hands. And so this year, I am believing for myself, for my family, for our church community, that we would know and experience the favor of God. And through his favor is that he would prosper the work of of our hands. The, the very first command that God gave to his creation was found in Genesis 1 verse 28, is that on the sixth day is a God made man. And at the end of, of day six, he looked upon his creation and he said these words, he says, and God blessed mankind. And God said to mankind to be fruitful and multiply that this is one of those foundational doctrine scriptures that we must have in our heart is that we must be aware that God has blessed us and that God's favor is upon us. Is that this morning you carry the blessing and the favor of God? Is that mankind may have cursed you and other people may have cursed you, but God says, I bless you and I bless you and I bless you. I have commissioned you, I have empowered you to be fruitful and multiply. And so each and every one of us are not only blessed of God, but He also has placed His DNA of fruitfulness and multiplication in our lives. And so the, today I pray the favor of God and that God would bless the work of our hands. The title of my message this morning is Stretch. I have noticed the older I get, the less flexible I am. And I, I'm not just talking physically this morning. I know the ways and the routines that I have of doing things is that I don't like to change some of those things because they've been with me for many, many decades. And so I become less flexible in the outworking of things. Even I find in my spiritual walk with God, I, I become less flexible over time and I have to work against, against that all the time. I must remain flexible. I've got to put myself in a position of stretching year after year after year. And there's years I say to God, God, I've been stretched like for 40 years. I'm like this elastic band that has no more elasticity to it. But God's saying to each and every one of this year, would you stretch again? Is that recently, uh, as a family, we were on holidays 
And my custom is when I get into any room, no matter how long the stay is, I always like to unpack my bag and put everything in order. And, uh, and so I put my caps on the, on the top shelf in this walk-in robe, and I put it up there, and one morning I got up to thinking, I was going to wear my cap today. And so I went to reach for the cap, and I, I couldn't grab a hold of the cap. I was like, I was reaching, I was stretching so far up there, I could touch the cap, but I just couldn't grab a hold of it, I couldn't grasp it. There is nothing more frustrating <laughs> when you're trying to reach and grab something, and you can touch it, but you can't grab a hold of it. Maybe you're like that when you go to the pantry or, you know, or trying to find something underneath the lounge chair. You know, when there's something there and your, your head's in, you know, it's, it's in there underneath the, the lounge and the carpet there and you can touch it, but you just can't grab a hold of it. And I had one of these moments with my camera like, this is ridiculous. What, if I was just like three centimeters taller, it would not be a problem. And so I, just, I decided I'd lean up against the shelf there, thinking if I could just leave myself up there, I'd be able to grab it. I'd leave my, I could still just touch it there. I jumped on my tippy, tippy toes and tried to do it. I still couldn't just grab a hold of it. So I decided I'm going to have a jump. I'm going to jump off the ground and try to grab my... At my age, like, I've got a, like a vertical leap of one and a half centimeters. It's like, <laughs> and so I tr did everything to try to jump. And I jumped and I... I touched my cap, but rather than grabbing a hold of it, I pushed it further back. Mm. It's like, I'm so frustrated. I called out to my six-foot-two son, Noah, to come and help, and he didn't come and help. And as a last resort for all of us guys, I walked out of the balcony, grabbed a chair, stood up on top of the chair and grabbed my hat. A great victory that day. And, uh, and this year, God's asking each and every one of us to stretch. Let me share this passage of scripture with you. Matthew 25, reading from verse 14. It says, For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country, who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And the parable goes on. Well, this is an, an amazing parable that God shares. And he, it literally blows me away every time I just read through that, is that God has gifted all of us with something. Yeah. Is it, that God's not only blessed us and says to be fruitful and multiply, he's also given gifts to us. Is that there is a, a transaction has taken place from the hand of God into our hands. It's not about the, new, the number he has given us. We just have to be in a, put ourselves in a position that you and I, we are gifted by God to be fruitful and multiply. And so here this verse has that a, the master comes and a transaction takes place. is that he gives to individuals different amounts of talents. And then it says he then immediately goes on a long journey. I was like reading this recently. I was like, hang, hang on, that's, that's just not right. Like is the master gives the servants talents and he just goes away immediately. I'm like, hey God, where are the instructions? You know, where are the directions? Uh, have we got any key performance indicators I've got to hit? Are we, is this like a probation period? You're going to come back after six months, we're going to assess where you're... Uh, where, where's our, our quarterly target sales meetings going to take place? It said, no, there's none of that. Is that God gives us gifts and he goes away. Isn't that so like God? He just walks away. There's no instructions with it. Because what he's saying to us is, is that we must have this DNA inside of us knowing that we are blessed of God and he has said to us to be fruitful and multiply. But so many of us get stuck right there when the master goes away. It's like, what am I supposed to do with this? 
and oftentimes we freeze or we get stage fright and we say, well, I'm not doing anything until God speaks. But here the masters, he didn't give one instruction to any of these guys at all. And so this year, I am all for hearing the voice of God. I am all for God said. I am all for those authoring moments of the word of God that propel us into action. I'm all for the verses that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. But this year, if God hasn't spoken to you a clear direction yet, is that you just start moving, start multiplying and start to be fruitful. If God has spoken to you, be obedient to that word. But don't sit in 2019 and do nothing waiting for God's next voice of instructions. No, because we have his DNA coursing through our veins today to be fruitful and multiply. You are gifted by God. I've found that every day is an opportunity for you and I to be fruitful and multiply. Every day. Ecclesiastes 9 and verse 10 says this, whatever your hand finds to do this year, just do it with all your might. Whatever it finds to do, just do it with all your might. God's speaking to Saul in 1 Samuel chapter 10 and verse 17, and he says this, whatever these hands do, just do it well, for God is with you. And so here these verses are saying to us is that whatever your hand finds to do this year, would you just do it with everything inside of your life? Would you be fruitful and multiply? So this parable is we have three different servants. We have three different amounts. And God gives these gifts and abilities according to our own ability. I I am so grateful for that. eh? It's because I can look around this church this morning. I can look at the ones on stage. And there's often times where we're like, man, if only I had that gift. If only I could sing like Jared Porter. If, I could, if only I could look like Sam Gunsey. If only I could outwork all of these things like that person. And we have this, sometimes we just get jealous of the gifts around about us. This morning. Don't get jealous or envious of anyone else's gift. It's because God has gifted you according to your ability. Imagine God giving me the gift to sing. And man, I, I can't sing. I I can't do that. And so I'd be carrying something inside of me that I can't actually execute. But God has given you the talents and the gifts and the ability to execute it perfectly. So don't desire someone else's gift. Is that we can grow in giftings. We can grow in talents. But today be content, as Pastor Carolina was sharing about, about what God has placed inside of your life. And so God gave to one five and to another two and to another one. Is that he gave different amounts to different people. As I look across this church this morning, is that God has given to us different amounts. He has given to us different gifts and abilities. But there is one thing we all have in common today, is that we all have opportunity. Because God has gifted us. This year, would you grab a hold of the opportunity that God has given you in 2019? Would you grasp the, have the courage to grasp the opportunity that God has literally placed inside of your hand? Would you use what God has gifted you? Would you use it? Would you use it? Would you use it this year to expand the kingdom of God? It's because God, listen to this, God never intended for us to stay where we started. He never intended for us to end where we began. God never intended us to maintain the status quo. No, he put something deep inside of us. And this morning, he's calling forth each and every one of us, would you stretch again? 
Would you stretch into the possibility that he has for you this year? Would you grab a hold of the God opportunity? Would you know that you are blessed and you have the ability to be fruitful and multiply? Would you stretch this year is we have a responsibility to make everything God gives us better. That's our responsibility. Is whatever God has entrusted to your life is that we have a responsibility to make it better. Luke chapter 6, reading from verse 6, a great miracle that takes place in a temple. And it says, Now it happened on another Sabbath that Jesus entered the synagogue and he taught. And a man was there whose right hand was withered. And so the scribes and Pharisees watched him closely, whether he would heal on the Sabbath, that they may find an accusation against him. But he knew their thoughts and said to the man who had the withered hand, Arise and stand here. And he arose and stood. Then Jesus said to them, I will ask you one thing. Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save life or to destroy? And when he looked around at them all, he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. And he did so, and his hand was restored as whole as the other. I I love reading through the Gospels and looking at the the accounts of the miracles that took place, is that Jesus did so many more miracles than actually recorded in the Word of God. But as I look through the recorded miracles, is that there are only three occasions where Jesus did a miracle in the synagogue or the temple, the church. Only three occasions. Every other miracle he did outside the walls of the church. And as I read through these same miracles, is that this is the only miracle recorded where Jesus actually heals a hand. I find it significant and quite remarkable is that Jesus is now in the church and there is a man who is attending church who has a withered hand. Because God desires our hands to be prosperous. And there's a person in the house of God that has a withered hand. As I look at what the meaning of a hand is, is the hand is the chief executor of life. Is that it's, this is the primary instrument that enables you and I to do good in the world around about us. The, the right hand was withered and the right hand speaks of, a, of rulership and authority and sovereignty and blessing and strength. And, and so here, this, the hand is a symbol of strength. It's, it's the hand is something that we reach with. The hand is something that we can grasp with. And here, this man is in the church and he has a withered hand. He, he has withered strength. He has a withered reach. He has a withered grasp is that he can see things, but he can't reach for them. He can see things that he can't grasp a hold of. He may have dreams and desires in his heart as he reaches out to grab a hold, and he can't take a hold of those things. He may desire to shift and move some things in his life, but he doesn't have the strength to move them. Is it? I notice that his, his legs aren't withered and he's... Heart's not with it, his eyes aren't with it, his ears aren't with it, but his hand is with it. It's lost its strength, its ability to reach and to grasp. Maybe you're here this morning. Is that you can see some things, but you just can't reach for them. Maybe you can see some things, you just can't grasp them. Maybe you have desires and dreams and prophetic words in your heart, and every time you reach out to grab them, you just can't grab a hold of them. Maybe there's some things in your life this year that you just need to move and shift, and if you've tried that previously, you just don't have the strength to move them this year, would you stretch again? Would you stretch again, grab a hold of the promises, the dreams, the desires, the prophetic words that God has spoken over your life? It's uncomfortable to stretch, but would you stretch again? 
into all that God has for your life? Would you stretch? Is it, maybe your stretch this year is waking in the morning and just stretching across your bedside table there and grabbing a hold of the Word of God. Maybe that's your stretch, your, your sustenance, your fuel, the Word of God getting deep inside your heart. Maybe it's a stretch down to kids' church downstairs this year. The God's just gifted you and given you ability. This year, would you use it? Would you stretch? Maybe it's to youth group this year, help it out camp and amanda them. Maybe it's stretching into Red Frog's program through the peninsula. Maybe it's business people stretching into your wallet and financially blessing the house of God this year. Maybe it's stretching to your next door neighbor. Maybe it's a stretch and walking up the stairs of someone's house to attend a life group for the very first time. Maybe it's stretch to be on team here, to serve in the coffee shop. Maybe it's a stretch when you walk into your place of employment and that, that person is just going through a tough time. Maybe it's the person you intercept in the supermarket aisle and they start just telling your story, would you stretch out and tell your story? Maybe it's just giving a meal to someone in need this time. Maybe it's just visiting a hospital room this year and just stretching your faith and praying for somebody. What's your stretch going to look like this year? Because when you and I stretch, it enables God to take impossible situations and make them possible. Where could you stretch this year into all that God has for you? Would you stretch in how you think? Would you stretch in how you function? Would you stretch in how you literally see yourself in 2019? Would we stretch this year? Let me just read verses 8 through to 10 again. It says, But Jesus knew their thoughts and said to the man who had a withered hand, Arise and stand here. And he arose and stood. And then Jesus said to them, I will ask you one thing. Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save life or to destroy? And when he looked around at them all, he said to the man, stretch out your hand. And he did so, and his hand was restored as whole as the other. Let me give you a couple of quick thoughts here. My first thought is this, is that Jesus will always create an atmosphere for the impossible to become possible. And here now Jesus is in the temple, he's in the synagogue. And there's accusers around about him. They're wondering, what is Jesus going to do? What is he going to do? Is this going to be lawful? Can we attack him at the end of this? But in the midst of this accusation is that Jesus creates an atmosphere of faith. This year, wherever you go, whether it's in your car, in your home, in your workplace, in your classroom, would you create an atmosphere of faith? Yeah. As you walk into the house of God every Sunday, would you create an atmosphere of faith for the impossible to become possible? We, we don't know what the person sitting next to us or behind us is going through. And faith, is, Hebrew says that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And so the foundation of our faith is hope, but faith reaches beyond hope. Faith is a stretch beyond hope. Would you, would you create an atmosphere of faith this year and see what God is going to do. Cast out all fear, all doubt, all stage fright. Would you stretch into a position of faith? And so here Jesus creates an atmosphere of faith. The second thought I have is that lives don't wither in the presence of Jesus. As the psalmist says, is that our leaves, we're going to bear fruit in our trees. We're going to bear fruit in every season is that we don't have to have withering seasons in the presence of God. We may have stretching and growing and challenging and disappointing seasons, but in all of those times is our lives don't have to wither or shrink back. And there's something so powerful about this man is that Jesus identifies, he's in the house of God, he has a withered hand. And Jesus says to him, would you come forward here? If that was me, I'm like, I'm not coming. 
is because none of us like to show our shortcomings to anybody else. And now he's standing in front of the church, he's right next to Jesus, and he's got a withered hand. I love this guy because he puts himself in close proximity to Jesus. In spite of his shortcomings, in spite of his failings, in spite of his appearance, he's in close proximity to Jesus. Would you put yourself in close proximity to Jesus this year? The book of Acts says it's in him that we live and we move and we have our being. Our our motion, our life is positioned in Christ. And out of that position, we move and we function. Your life's not going to wither in the presence of Jesus. Would you put yourself in the presence of Jesus? Not just for an hour and a bit on a Sunday, but every day. Would you be disciplined? Would you stretch again in your disciplines and locate yourself in the presence of God? The third thought I have, would you accept the God challenge in 2019? As I read through this miracle, it was like another one of those, oh, hang on moments. It was like, I noticed here, is that Jesus never healed this guy. He never healed him. He didn't like lay hands on him. He didn't pray for him. He didn't do any of that is that God just gave him a challenge. He said to a man with a withered hand, he asked a man with a withered hand to do something that a man with a withered hand could not do. And he's going to ask that of us all year long. He's going to ask us to do some things that we don't think that we are able to do. And as we, as we stretch out and do those things, we know it wasn't our strength, but it was the strength and resource of God who is with us. Whatever your hand finds to do this year, would you do it with excellence for God is with you? And so Jesus never prays for him. He just gives him a challenge. Would you accept the challenge? The challenge is this. Would you stretch out your hands? Just simply stretch out your hand. And this man with everything inside of him, this withered hand that has no strength, hasn't been able to reach, hasn't been able to stretch, hasn't been able to grasp anything for a long period of time, says, I'm going to accept the challenge and I'm going to stretch. And his hand was made as whole as the other. (laughs) Would you accept the God opportunity? Would you create an atmosphere of faith for God to move? Would you position yourself in close proximity to Jesus, in Christ, and you won't wither, would you accept the God challenge that he has for you in 2019? Let me just finish on this one last passage of Scripture. Exodus 14, verse 10. The background here is that the Israelites are coming out of hundreds of years of bondage and captivity in Egypt, and they are now coming out of the land. There is the most fortified army in history behind them, and there is the big Red Sea in front of them. And it says in verse 10, When Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were very afraid, and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. And then they said to Moses, they just start to whinge and complain, like, we're going to die here. We've got this great army behind us. We've got the Red Sea in front of us. And that final verse of that passage says, For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than we should die in the wilderness. Verse 13, And Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid, stand still, and you will see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more. And verse 14, The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. And the Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to move forward. It's like Moses saying to all the people, We're going to stand still. We're going to see the deliverance of God. God's looking down, seeing a totally different picture, sees a massive big army, sees a Red Sea in front of you, saying to Mo- Moses, I'm trumping that message you just said, tell them to start moving forward. 
fly it. And so the people of God's, now God's put in their heart, we've got to, we can't go back. We can't stand still. We've got to stretch. We've got to move forward. And verse 16, it says, But lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it, and the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. Verse 21, Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. Would you stretch out your hand this year? And the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night and made the sea divide into dry land and the waters were divided. And so the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea on the dry ground and the waters were walled to them on their right hand and on their left. What a miracle. My gosh. So we have the instruction that God gives to Moses. I just want you to stretch out your hands. Just stretch it out. Just stretch it out. Stretch it out this year. Stretch it out to all that God has. Would you just stretch it out and see what God is going to do? And God causes the wind to blow all night. In the morning, they wake up. The, the Israelites wake up, and there is walls of water to their left and to their right. There is a clear passage through the Red Sea. It's an incredible miracle. You imagine taking that first step. Like, are these walls, are these going to hold up? Are they... Is this safe? Is this secure? Can someone just go and inspect it, make sure it's all going to be okay uh, for us? Imagine taking that first step this year. I'm believing that as you stretch your hands, is that your feet are going to go to a place where your feet have never been. Because as the Israelites start to take those first steps into and between these walls of water, is that there had never been to this point in time and never have been... A, up to now, ever a footprint in the Red Sea. This year, as you stretch out your hand, would you allow God to navigate your feet into positions maybe where you have never been? My final thought I have this morning is would you leave an imprint that has never been left before? There's never been a footprint left in the Red Sea except for that moment in time because someone dared to stretch. 2019, could it be the year where your feet go to a place and leave an imprint on someone's life that has never been left before? This morning, just with every head bowed for a moment of reflection. This morning's challenge for all of us, including me, to stretch into, into something new. to utilize the gifts and talents and resources that God has placed inside of us because he has commanded us to be fruitful and multiply. Uh, this year I'm praying that this is the most effective year of your life. It's the fruitfulness and multiplication of God is going to be around about you, not because of what you do alone, it's because God is with you in everything you do because he's blessed your life. So, Father, we pray that we'd create atmospheres of faith for you to do the miracles this year. But Father, we position ourselves inside of you because when we are in you, our lives will not wither. As a God, we'll accept the God challenge. We'll leave an imprint that's never been left before. And this morning in this place, maybe you're here for the first time. Maybe you're on a journey to find who this person of Jesus Christ is. And this morning, I want to give you an opportunity to receive him as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you've been coming to church for a long period of time, but 2019 is a time for you to come back to God, to come back into that 
fruitful relationship. You may have been taking a few steps backwards over the last few years, but this morning is just a time to engage, the time to be fruitful. And so this morning, I'm asking you to stretch, to stretch today, and God's going to see every stretch, every heart to stretch, every hand very short is going to stretch, and the fullness of God would come upon you. His great love would come upon you. His saving grace would come upon you today, that you'll be forgiven. And so this morning, if you'd like to stretch and say, hey, Mike, would you please pray for me? I, I just need Jesus this morning. I'd just love you to slip up your hand. Would you, would you just stretch this morning? Would you just stretch into all that God has for your life today? And in that stretch is that God will meet you. And so if you're like that today, I've said, look, just one last time, would you, would you just stretch into all that God has for you, into relationship with him this morning? Thank you so much, ma'am. I appreciate that hand. Is there anyone else this morning as I look across this auditorium? Is it? Is that God is so for you today. He is so with you. And so, Heavenly Father, I thank you this morning for that one, that one lady today that is in relationship in perfect harmony with God right now because old things have passed away. Today is a new day and a new opportunity. And I pray the blessing and the favor of God over her life that she no longer walks in a place of condemnation and shame, but she is free. She is free today in that precious and that wonderful name of Jesus Christ that this year, ma'am, is going to be a year of fruitfulness, a year of multiplication. Even as we pray for, I just see God bringing reconciliation around about your life. Whether it's family or friends, I just see God bringing a, a complete unity, a unity in areas where there's been fracturing. So today we thank you for that. In and through the mighty and wonderful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And amen. Let's put our hands together this morning. That one life. Maybe this morning you're on a journey to find out who this person of Jesus Christ is. I'd love you to go to the Yes uh, yes Desk located in the foyer there at the end of the service. And for that lady to put up her hand, one of our team will come and uh, speak to you at the end of the service and pray for you about the decision uh, that you have made. Let's put our hands together uh, for that wonderful, wonderful lady. Why don't we all stand to our feet? This year, would you stretch? Would you, would you just stretch? And what I find at the end of every message is by Monday, you've forgotten all about this. Like the vast majority have forgotten about it. Why don't at the end of the service, you just go to the yes bar there and say, you know what, I don't know where I want to stretch into, but I, I just want to put my name down for someone to make contact with me and maybe give me some opportunities and some options this year. Would you grab a hold of the opportunity? Or maybe as I shared some of those things, you're like, I just need to get involved right now. I'm going to go to a life group this year. That's a stretch for me to find myself in someone else's living room. That freaks me out as well. <laughs> but would you stretch? I'm sure downstairs in kids' department, we, we need some other leaders and workers that can go on roster maybe once a month or every week. Give it your full commitment, maybe. You just go and join that. Maybe we need some more red frog work. You get to see Danielle at the end of the service there. Be a part of that. If you want to be a part of the business group this year, come and see the, the team here. Would you stretch? Don't leave it to next week because we're going to forget all about it. So I found that if we don't stretch, we're going to stay in the same position. If we don't stretch, we're going to stay in the same condition. If we don't stretch, I'm going to stay in the same location I was in 2018. If I don't stretch, we're going to stay with the same outcomes that I've always had. Would you stretch into all that God has for you? God bless you. Let's stay for a cup of tea and coffee. Come back tonight. Pastor Sam is preaching, and he is going to bring the fire. God bless.
Have a good day.